0: Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host, Bilan Katrada. And I'm your co-host,
1: Masihullah Katrada.
0: Today we're going to talk about something very, very interesting, and that is what are the five technologies that are going to radically change our world in the next five years? Now, we know technology is moving at an incredible rate, and we know it's changing things all around us. But what are the five top things? And this is according to... IBM's researchers. So these are not just small fry people. These are some of the top researchers in the world that are working at IBM's research facilities around the world and they are personally involved in various technologies that are going to change the world and this is their prediction. Now they made these predictions at IBM's Think conference that they held uh, last year uh, last month in San Francisco and uh, some of these are truly truly remarkable now, according to IBM Senior Vice President for Cloud and Cognitive Software, his name is uh, Arvind Krishna. So this guy says that to meet the demands of the crowded future, and he's talking about a future where human beings are going to clock the 8 billion mark in terms of global population in the next five years. So to prepare for, uh, to meet the demands of this crowded future... IBM researchers are exploring new technologies and devices, scientific breakthroughs, and entirely new ways of thinking about food safety and security. So this is what Arvind, IBM's senior vice president, has to say. That when he, when we talk about these these technologies, now these are very unusual technologies in a sense that they have very little to do with actual computers and smartphones, and more to do with other things in life. You know, one of the characteristics of the fourth industrial revolution, we always hear this term, but what does it actually mean? The fourth industrial revolution is actually a, a phenomenon where computers are no longer just stuck to our desktops, or doing amazing things on the screen they've now made the foray into the real world takes out driving cars for example in the past you know other than in science fiction we could have never imagined that cars will drive by themselves that computers will actually drive cars so in the past computers did things like crunching numbers did calculations we did our web surfing we did our graphic design we did our work but now the computers have jumped out of the, the desktops, they've done, jumped out of the monitors, and they are starting to drive cars. They're starting to pilot airplanes. They're starting to uh, drive drones. So there's there's a lot that computers are doing now that they've never done before. So this is what defines the fourth industrial revolution. And there's two technologies that actually combine, well, three technologies. One is a, a plain old Computing technology that we're all familiar with. And then there's the Internet of Things. And then there's artificial intelligence. So all of these three things are working together to drive this fourth industrial revolution. So IBM's five in five, five predictions over the next five years, have to do with artificial intelligence and Internet of Things, working together with extremely powerful computers to literally radically change life and business so what what technologies are these exactly now these technologies will go from seeds in the farms to harvest to shelf to table to recycling so we get it what's this all about it's mostly about food production now technology we know for some time has been moving into all fields But now it's moving into agriculture and in a massive way. Technology is taking over the agricultural world. And the first example is of a farm in Kenya, I believe it is, Masila.
1: So one problem that farmers face is that it's difficult to get um, scientific, uh, I mean, it's difficult to get information about, about their farm to help them make decisions about where and when to plant things. Now, uh, a small startup company called Hello Tractor believes that they have the solution to this problem. Now, what they've created is um, a small device with sensors on it that are placed around the farm, and these sensors monitor the the farm itself. They gather information like weather patterns, uh, dimensions, elevations. And it uploads all of this information to a blockchain. Now farmers can use this information to to determine what's the best place to plant, um, uh, which parts of the farm, for example, are, are getting the most uh, the most uh, sunlight or, or water or things like that. Then on a separate device, they. Uh, A separate device will actually monitor the soil itself. So what you do is the the farmer will place a small piece of soil uh, on this device and it will tell him about the minerals in the soil. It will tell him about the water. And again, all of this information will be uploaded to a blockchain. So the combination
0: of this data from from the tractors and the soil samples, right, that's going to go towards a what they call a digital twin of the farm so basically there'll be a reconstruction of that farm on a supercomputer and farmers will be able to uh, look at that model of their farms and that model will use artificial intelligence to tell the farms or uh, tell the farmers exactly what is going on in their farms and when is the best time to plant or what's the best pattern i mean these are things that that most people don't even know about, that uh, that are necessary on farms. Now, in doing all of this, what exactly is going to happen is that, or what is already happening is that this technology is optimizing land usage. And by optimizing land usage, it's increasing food production quite a bit. So there's a lot of production happening, uh, additional production happening, and these farmers are seeing better yields. Because now they're making informed decisions thanks to this uh, technology. Now it's just a matter of time before this, rather it's kind of experimental right now. But it'll be quite some time or a short time before it becomes global. And what we're going to have is a, a representation of the world's farms. Exactly where they are in terms of their productivity, their capability what does the water table look like under the farm, what's the, the nutrient content of the, of the soil, what is the, the water content of the soil itself, what's the climate like, what's the humidity level, then we're going to have small scientists who, who are now given the ability of giant farms to make scientific uh, decisions about their farms. And this is going to be phenomenal because just as we thought, you know, we've reached the pinnacle of agriculture, we're now going to go even beyond and we're going to boost production even more. And this is really amazing because all through the the, the past century, people were concerned about food production. You know, when the world's population was sitting at 1 billion and then 2 billion, people were wondering what's going to happen to the world's population, how are people going to actually... Survive? How is the world going to produce enough food for so many people? And yet, the population grew multifold. It grew to four and five, and now it's coming to eight billion, and people are still wondering. But we're seeing that with the scientific progress, the productivity is increasing. But then, you know, there's another problem. As productivity increases, we're facing another problem, which is a huge problem, and that is a large portion of the food that we produce goes to waste. And that is the real disaster. According to uh, IBM's researchers, almost half of all the food produced in the world by the world's farms actually goes to waste. Tell us about that, Masiela. and
1: the, the reason that the, the food goes to waste is that we don't have a proper supply chain so it's, he describes it as chaotic, that um, food just leaves the farm and it gets to areas and if it doesn't get sold, it just goes bad. It's, it's basically too much food that's being delivered to some areas while other other areas that need it uh, are not getting food and this also costs millions of, of dollars. So what they predict or, or what they want to do is have Internet of Things devices that will track movements of food along the entire supply, supply chain. And this device will, will gather information like uh, the temperature, how ripe the fruits are, and uh, well, how close they are to spoiling. Again, this data will all be uploaded to a database or a blockchain. and using the using this data we will be able to make very accurate decisions on where and when to deliver food
0: so what's happening basically is that if I understand this right it's that this system over the next five years will will map exactly where food is being delivered and because there are sensors on the fruit on the fresh produce boxes so it will tell us where the food is actually being purchased and consumed and where it's being wasted. I mean, we see that all the time. You go to one supermarket and you see there's a pile of fruits and veggies and uh, there's no one buying it. And then you go to another place and you find that there's there's a shortage. Now, this is happening even surprisingly in the most advanced countries. I mean, if you look at uh, the food wastage in, in the United States, it's, it's quite high. Now, these systems... Uh, especially designed to monitor and track this food so over time what the scientists will be able to do is that they will they will be able to exactly say where food is being wasted where uh, you know too much of food is being sent and we'll be able to do this with a high degree of of accuracy so farmers will know that certain supermarkets for example in in Peter Marisburg are uh, are uh, in need of this uh, fresh produce and too much is being channeled to, say, Potschepston. So what they're going to do is they're going to reduce the the, uh, the shipments to Potschepston and forward it to Peter Marisburg. And in this way, food will be distributed more accurately to places that they that it's needed the most and then wastage will be brought to a minimum. Now, this is amazing technology. It actually uses a combination of internet of things and artificial intelligence and one more technology which is the blockchain. Now what's going to happen is from the moment the the plants are cultivated they're going to go into these little you know the packaging that uh, we, we normally see fruits and veggies in and each of those boxes is going to have a sensor and these sensors are ultra sensitive and super advanced and they're going to be able to sense the temperature the 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 status of the of the fruits what state as Masila explained what state it's, it is in terms of ripeness or going beyond ripe and about to spoil and this sensor will continuously monitor this and it will it will uh, communicate to a supercomputer so all of these sensors on all of these <clears throat> all of these uh, boxes will communicate to a single supercomputer that uses artificial intelligence To understand the movement of this uh, of this fresh produce through the supply chain so from farm to warehouse to trucks to uh, on the road to supermarkets and wholesale every single step of the way is going to be uh, monitored and all of this information will be fed back and stored in a massive database which is a blockchain uh, database and that information is going to be monitored so the first couple of years they're just going to monitor they're not going to make any radical changes they're just going to monitor the movement of food and they're going to identify where exactly the wastage is taking place and from there they're going to once they've established patterns they're going to uh, make uh, new predictions now about where the food should actually be distributed this is phenomenal technology this is amazing technology I mean, if you think about what what the research is that IBM are saying, almost half the food goes to waste. Now, imagine how this is going to impact the global economies, how it's going to impact world hunger, for example. On one hand, we got the Hello Tractor Uh, technology which is boosting productivity on smaller farms that means small farms are now going to be working together as if they are giant farms and this is something definitely needed in in countries like South Africa where we've got lots and lots of small farmers they'll be working together they'll be able to make scientific decisions about their farms and grow much more food than they ever did before so we're gonna have highly optimized uh, agricultural uh, production and now from there, we, we're we going to totally avoid food wastage because from the farm to the table, we have to make sure that none of this food is wasted or very little of this food is wasted. And that's where Internet of Things and Artificial Intelligence technology is going to come in once again and it's going to monitor this food and make sure there's no wastage. Now, between the extra productivity and the, 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 the absolute uh, minimal waste, we're going to have a lot more food available which hopefully inshallah we'll be able to channel to those places those countries that actually need it the most and offer it there you know as as relief or offer it as you uh, know at a very low price and you know uh, solve possibly solve world hunger in that way this is one place you know where technology is doing some amazing thing it's mind-boggling to see technology playing an active role in food production. Now, what does this mean for farmers in the future? And more importantly, what does it mean for us as consumers and also us as professionals? How will this impact us? Now, as far as the farmers go, obviously, higher yields, higher productivity, better uh, logistics and supply chain management. What does this mean? It'll obviously mean better, higher revenues for them because they're doing higher productivity and less of their food is being delivered to, of their produce is being delivered to places that don't need it. They are distributing to places that need it the most. So they will obviously uh, see higher revenues. On the other hand, all through the, the supply chain, there's going to be people needed to monitor these, to ensure that these systems are working efficiently, that they're working properly. There's no faults along the way. Then behind the scenes, in the server rooms, wherever they, they're going to be based, we're going to need people that are programming these artificial intelligence systems and people that are monitoring these systems to see that the food is being delivered properly, the food is optimal. Then there's people that are going to be assisting with making predictions about where the food should be uh, distributed. And for us as consumers, hopefully, all of this will filter down to us and it will benefit us in a sense that food will become even cheaper. I know food prices are going up just like with everything else, but how awesome will it be? If with all of these uh, technologies, food prices can go lower, that it becomes affordable for uh, even the poor. So this will be quite amazing. Now we often, you know, worry about technology and how it's progressing. And when we talk about technology, we always think in terms of cell phones and and tablet PCs and computers. But here, right in front of us, is technology that is going to be released within the next five years that is playing. Such a key role in the food that we eat. I mean, imagine walking into a supermarket and before you can even pick up a fruit, that little sensor is already telling you this fruit is about to spoil, don't buy it. Or this um, vegetable is, has, has passed its, its sell-by date. It, it, you shouldn't buy this. It's not fit for human consumption. Now, exactly how will these sensors actually know these things? How will we, these sensors be able to tell us that this food, this fruit is ripe or this fruit has, has uh, passed its uh, its sell-by date that it's about to spoil. Now that is another amazing technology that we're going to discuss in next week's program. There we're going to talk about the next two of the five predictions. Today we just spoke about the first two. The, in, in next week we're going to talk about the next two which will tell us exactly how these little sensors will... Operate and uh, tell us about uh, you know the food that we're buying in supermarkets. But not only that, it'll also tell us about the food that we have at home. Perhaps you bought something some time back, and now you take it out of your fridge and you you're thinking to yourself, should I eat this or not? Is this fit for consumption or not? I don't want to eat this, and then you know uh, have a running stomach, uh, have tummy aches, etc. So these senses are going to be in our homes as well, and they're going to tell us whether the food in our fridge or the food in our, our, uh, our kitchen shelves are fit for consumption. That's all time we have uh, uh, for today's episode. And uh, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. I hope you, uh, our listeners enjoyed and were entertained and educated by this episode as much as we were in, in doing the research. Uh, this is Technology Watch. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Masihullah Katrada. And we'll catch you next time.